Welcome to Sarah's Simple Thoughts. I am so glad that you are here today. Welcome. Happy Friday. I am Sarah. I'm your host. I am a coach. I help women to be able to find the blocks that are in their way, help them get on their way so that they can achieve their goals. And we go through all sorts of neat things. I was thinking about this the other day. Like we go through mindset blocks on wealth, on connections and relationships on the personal limitations we put on ourselves lots and lots of different things and I absolutely love my job it's so neat so anyways welcome 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 and today we're going to be talking about kind of this thing this item that a lot of people have been running into lately seem to think are a trade-off and I think that they can coexist. So maybe unpopular opinion, but let's dive in. A lot of my client sessions, we've been talking about, um, I guess just boundaries with other people and a lot of, a lot of the women that I work with will come to the session and they're obviously tired And they're, you know, obviously just really kind of struggling with, you know, one thing or another. And the majority of the time, it's because they are upholding other people's expectations, upholding other people's needs, and they're not in a place where they feel like they can set a boundary. And the most common complaint that I hear them tell me is like, Well, I can't, I cannot put a boundary on my time, my resources, on what I'm able to emotionally handle in conversation, whatever it might be, because I still want to be a nice person. And as a coach, I'm here to help unravel limiting beliefs with questions So usually after someone says something like that, I immediately respond with a question somewhat to the effect of, well, do you feel like if you set a boundary, you are unkind? You know, something to the effect of, what is the assumption here? Oh, the assumption is that you cannot be both kind and firm for whatever reason, this is very, very deep-seated. I can see why, (laughs) especially in media and especially in the workplace. um, I've seen and I've heard from others that when women are firm, when they are forceful in appropriate ways, they are seen as too much, as unkind, as angry, All these stereotypical characteristics, which, let's be honest, these women actually are not. We have just expected from women societally to be okay with being walked over. And that's not something I don't think any of us are wanting anymore or at any point. I think that's something we can walk away from, right? Because if... Women, as women, we are the ones that need to come to the table and absorb the rights that we have been given. We need to start setting some boundaries and we need to start letting the people around us know what we are willing to tolerate, what what we are not willing to tolerate. And it is my opinion 
that this has absolutely nothing to do with how quote-unquote good a woman is, how kind she is, or any of the other attributes that we might term as feminine, which is a whole other topic. But it's my belief that this is not only possible, it's essential. Because if we're going to be able to find the energy and the wherewithal to live our lives and live on our existences in the ways that they need to be lived, we do need to be articulate with how we're feeling, where we're at, where we want to be. I also want to comment a little bit about the the way that expectations from others can really weigh us down. It's my humble opinion that how tired we are on a daily basis actually has very little to do with the length of our to-do list and much more to do with how much stress we are absorbing. And the amount of stress we are absorbing is directly correlated to the expectations in our lives, whether they be from ourselves or whether they be from others. So think about it. Think about the last time you were stressed and then think about the difficulty of the thing that you were dealing with and then think about how you were your exhaustion level. They probably weren't as correlated as maybe they should be, right? But what we're not seeing is all the extra effort it takes to employ all of the expectations internally and externally and then be stressed and trying to get a game plan together of how to meet those expectations. Are all expectations negative? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, right? Expectations can be very, very, very good. However, how exhausting is it if, let's say, you're throwing a baby shower for somebody and you have, you know, you want to uphold the expectations of the person you're throwing it for. You have your expectations for yourself. You have 30 guests coming and you want it to look cute and perfect and the perfect paper cups. And then you couldn't find the perfect paper cups for the price that you wanted. So you're spending like at least an hour trying to find them. And then the streamers need to match like this might seem far-fetched, but actually I guarantee every single one of us has something in our life right now where we are employing this level of energy and this level of stress. Now, am I dissing Am I dissing on event planning and how everything needs to be perfect? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You can still want everything to be to a certain standard, but if you are doing it for healthy expectations that you are choosing instead of the ones that you're just letting come in, then it's going to feel a lot less overwhelming. It's like your house, right? If anyone passing through the neighborhood could just walk into your house at any given point and you had like no front door, then obviously it's going to get a little bit overwhelming very quickly. Our stress levels and our expectations can be exactly the same. 
if we don't have a front door up and every expectation level is just being absorbed, it's going to get really, really chaotic very, very, very quickly. So this is where boundaries come in. The boundaries are the front door. Boundaries don't mean that you're putting up a 17-foot-tall, 3-foot-wide concrete barrier, okay? It's a door, and there's handles on both sides. But you ultimately have put up the stipulation that people knock, that you answer the door, and you let them know if you're busy or not before they come. Like, there's certain things, okay? So... If somebody comes and you're unable to have the emotional energy, the physical energy, the mental capabilities, whatever it might be, to employ that person's expectations, then it's probably going to be a good time to reinstate the boundary, which again is not a negative thing, and just say, hey, you know what, um... This isn't going to work for me. Um, In general, I'm really busy Wednesdays from 1 to (laughs) 4. Come back this time, okay? Boundaries are a way to redirect traffic. And so I want to go back to the original concept that we hear a lot is, oh, I don't want to like come across as rude I don't want to come across as being unkind because we do, unfortunately, we do have that particular narrative. And, you know, for whatever reason, we would rather just have everyone come in and just wreak havoc on our lives as opposed to just saying, hey, you know what? This isn't going to work right now and letting people know that because here's here's the other thing humor me on this could it be potentially more kind to set up a boundary could it be in fact more considerate hear me out if you say hey right now really probably isn't gonna work however I would love for you to come by Friday at 5 p.m. We'll do a little barbecue. How does that sound, right? We can do these same sorts of things with the people in our lives, with their expectations, and with just all of the people and the demands on our time and our energy because ultimately... A lot of women come to me and they're like, wow, I am so tired. And I'm like, okay, so what's going on? Oh, I have a lot of demands on my time and energy. I cannot uphold them all. I'm like, great. I don't think anyone would be able to. Let's let's dissect this a little bit. Let's prioritize. Let's be more considerate, right? Because if people are coming and they're giving us their expectations and we're just, you know, letting them in and we have this just huge <laughs> crowd of whatever, expectations, people, everything... And we can't, we can't serve them all. We cannot serve them all. And certainly we won't be able to in the way that we want to, because if it's important to you, which I think it is important to a degree for all of us to be able to uphold the expectations of everyone around us in a certain way, you know, in a way that is healthy, 
you know, if that is truly our priority, let's make it happen in an effective way, right? And that is going to be by prioritizing our boundaries as opposed to other people's expectations first and foremost. So how are we going to apply this? I want you to write down the top five things that seem to be draining you right now. And they can be as specific or general as you'd like. I want you to just get your growth notebook. If you're not familiar, that's the kind of notebook we turn to in client meetings and everything where we can just keep all our aha moments. Um, And just at the top of the page, we're going to say opportunities for boundaries. Um, I want to clarify for a minute, if you've ever read the book Boundaries, which I highly recommend, um, they they define boundaries as an if-then statement. If you are late to leaving for the party with me, I will then leave without you. Okay, so that is a boundary. I would also like to add that it does not need to be conditional on the other person's actions. It can be conditional on your personal capabilities. Hey, if I do not have bandwidth, then I might need to ask you to choose someone else or I might need to talk about this more in six months, right? It. I believe personally that that could be added as a type of boundary if we're getting technical um, in the literature here. You can define it however you want. That's how I'm defining it here for your situational awareness. All right. So top five spots where you just feel like there's leaks in the bucket and you just really cannot uphold everything. Okay. Could be anything. Could be, oh my gosh, I feel like I do so much at work, but I just really don't feel like I'm ever doing enough according to my boss's standards and I don't know what to do. Okay, so that could be an example of one. I feel like I just never have time to myself because the kids are always on me, even if I'm in a meeting, even if I'm doing something that is supposed to be just me. The kids are always just wanting my time and energy and attention. Great. It's like any number of things where you just feel drained, where you don't have resources to give and people either by their actions, their words, or their spoken or unspoken expectations are drawing on your resources that are already in the red. Then I want you to narrow it down to your top one. We will get to the other ones, but we're going to practice on this one. So on this one, you're going to list out who the stakeholders are. Okay, it's my boss, it's my coworkers, and I'm working late into the night right now. So I guess, you know, my family members are involved. Like just name everyone involved. And then I want you to dream up your ideal situation where you would have resources to give that you are happy to give. And I'm going to caveat here that if you are happy to give your resources, it's so much better for everyone. Going back to my point that it's actually more considerate to set up boundaries, right? Because if you can be innately aware 
of your personal resources and capabilities, then when you give and you don't give any more than you can, the resentment you will find will start to go down quite a lot because we'll be like, oh my gosh, wow, I had power over this the whole time. Like I don't need to blame so-and-so from the church congregation for asking me to make cookies because, oh wait, she didn't know that I was busy and didn't have the ability to cook them at any other time besides 10 p.m. at night, the night before, right? We're not going to have as much resentment, meaning we'll actually be more kind as we are more firm. So we're going to pick the top thing, list the stakeholders, and then this is the key question I want you to really ponder. Where is this expectation primarily coming from? It is going to either be an external expectation or an internal expectation or more plausibly both. However, you're going to choose which one it is more dominantly. And then based on that analysis, you then have the power to make the changes, right? So let's say that the things that work are getting on the hand are those internal expectations and that you want your promotion in eight months and you feel like the only way to do that is to just completely just pack your schedule, go completely overboard with all your to-do list items. Or is it truly your boss that's giving you the things to do and you won't speak up and say, hey, I've got like 15 other things to do. I can do this. Which one would you like me to drop off? Because we can either have a conversation with the boss or we can have a conversation with you and say, okay, where's this need to overwork coming from? Oh, maybe you don't feel worthy unless you work. And so in order for you to feel worthy of the promotion that you are working towards and you most probably will be getting, you feel like you need to prove yourself. Let me burst your bubble for a second. Maybe by overburdening yourself, you're overcommitting, you're letting people down and the possibility of you getting that promotion is actually going down. What if you're actually shooting yourself in the foot By not being kind to yourself, by not being kind to the people around you because you are not setting up the boundaries, okay? So at the end of the day, boundaries are all you because I sincerely believe that everything in your life is within your control. And if you feel out of control, this might be one reason why. If you feel stressed, if you feel overly exhausted, if you feel tired, all of those things, okay? Now, this is one thing I will say. Sometimes we go through periods of hustle. I, as you are probably very well acquainted with, am very against hustle culture. I don't feel like it's healthy. I don't feel like it's effective. I feel like self-care goes out the window. I just There's a million reasons, okay? Oh, and that's not sustainable. That's one of my big, my big beefs with that. Anyways, but here's the thing. There might be times, there might be seasons where you have to because you chose to, right? I don't believe that you ever really have to do anything, period. (laughs) You are always choosing. However, you might choose temporarily a period of hustle that might feel really draining, really tiring, really exhausting. So if you are in that season 
I would advocate for you looking for an end date because maybe you do need to uphold certain people's expectations, your own expectations, all these different things for certain things to fall in place. But if that's your plan for this foreseeable future, that's just hustling. That's not a season of hustle. And there's a huge, big difference. Okay. So if you are like, yeah, no, truly I do want, and I do choose all these things. I'm just really, really exhausted. And I really can't uphold everyone's expectations. We've got options. Number one, you can outsource. Number two, you can prioritize 80, 20 rule, just pick the top actions that enact the most results. And number three, take a pause and then reprioritize because that's going to give you a lot of clarity as to what's actually helping you. Um, I also recognize that especially in underprivileged communities, there might not be the possibility to do any of these things because you are simply surviving. I understand and I want to acknowledge that. I am speaking from my vantage point and that is just, hey, you're in control. You've got this. And I truly believe that if you can get your expectations aligned internally, line those up externally, communicate the boundaries that you need both with yourself and with the people around you so that everyone is crystal clear on what you're bringing to the table and what you are just not bringing to the table because you can't, you won't, or you don't want to, okay? Don't get me wrong here. This ability to dictate your boundaries and your capabilities does not have to be only if you're dying. If you simply just don't want to, that is reason enough. If you do not want to uphold other people's expectations, if you don't want to have the certain interactions with people that they're wanting you to have, you are in control of that. You know why? Because it's your life. It's your deal. So at the end of the day, you're going to just do what you feel is best for you. And whether that's because you are having a difficult time or you just want to maintain where you are at right now, you are in control of who comes in that door and when they come in and why they come in. All of it is what you are in control of. So can you be kind and uphold a boundary at the same time? My answer is yes. In fact, you have to. If you are a truly kind person, then you will have boundaries. Because I guarantee that if you do not the resentment will start to creep in. The judgment will start to creep in. The stress will start to creep in. Your temper will get shorter. (laughs) Your bandwidth will get shorter. Everything will start to constrict, diminish, decrease. Growth will not be there and kindness will be constricted. So yes, yes, I truly, truly, truly believe that you can be kind and you can be firm. And in fact, that is the best way to be kind. So with that, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful Friday and I will see you next time. Be sure to review the podcast and share it with your friends and family and anyone else you feel like would benefit from the simple thoughts that we have on the episodes. 
Also, if you are interested in the Finding Momentum Masterclass, be sure to click the link in the show notes. And I would love to, I guess I won't actually see you there because it's just pre-recorded, but I'd love to hear your thoughts afterwards. And I will be with you in spirit, of course. Um, and then of course, if you are down for a one-off session or you're ready to sign up for the 12 week program to finding your own confidence and unlocking your potential, please let me know. If you have any questions or concerns, go ahead and email sarahsimplethoughts at gmail.com and I will see you next time. Thanks so much. Okay.